So hey folks, we're going to talk about the times. This is not a remembrances piece, but it's about what we're going through right now. I'm Marianne and Tom is here and Daniel, the gourmet cellist who's been on the show so many times and who's been a co-host and a, a guest host is back in New Hampshire and uh, we wanted to know how things are going there. Dan? Things are So are you, can you, can you go out to bars and restaurants there? Are you all on lockdown or what's your, what's your situation? Well, we're not on lockdown, but New Hampshire has closed all bars and restaurants are takeout only. So I guess we're a step behind New Orleans, which is as of um, recently on, on a, a real lockdown. So there's, there's freedom to move around here, but uh, it is uh, takeout only, no bars. And I've been, uh, pretty much self-quarantined. I mean, not that I've had any symptoms, but self-quarantined at the lake house um, here in New Hampshire, seeing uh, people maybe at a distance of 10 or 15 feet away. Okay, so so you can't go out to dinner tonight if you wanted to go to dinner. No. You can pick up, but you can't. But you can't go out to dinner. Exactly. Okay, and how long how long has that been going on? That started about four or five days ago. Oh, okay, so you're right with us then, because we, we've been at it for a week. Pretty much, and it's not like New Hampshire is a hot spot, but I mean, a lot of the places, uh, you know, probably did a lot of their most business on takeout and delivery, you know, Chinese restaurants, my favorite Indian restaurant, things like that, but, uh, you know, you wonder about some of the finer places, uh, how they're going to do. Well, I mean, that's a big question for absolutely everyone, so... Um, I mean, that's how we're spending our days telling people who's open and what, you know, what's going on. Are you yeah. picking up? I mean, is, is that is that happening? Are you going out to pick up or are your friends going out to pick up stuff? Well, I have been doing a lot of cooking, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't done any pickup yet. I've been doing a lot of cooking. I have tons of supplies here. And actually, before we uh, started talking this evening, I was thinking about what to make for dinner. Um, which is something I've talked with Tom about <laughs> over the years when you look around the pantry and, and you think, um, what the heck am I going to make? And uh, Tom, Tom always has great advice about that, actually. So, Tom, what advice do you want to give Dan? He's about to do some cooking. Boy, darned if I know. <laughs> the, the, only, the only part of what you just said uh, had uh, uh, some mention about up in the Northeast there where all sorts of things are always going on. Well, um, what are you cooking, Dan? It's okay, because I mean, this is what everybody's doing. But um, is it is there's no red sauce in it? No, there there is there's red sauce in the ragu, but it's not a heavy tomato sauce. It's heavy on the meat and heavy on the on the butter and the parmesan. Uh huh. So the bechamel is like what would be the the cheese part. It's really a bechamel instead of just cheese. I see. Uh huh. Um, but 
chicken, which uh, Tom told me how to do that, actually. To um, grill to grill a whole years, chicken? Years ago. To grill a whole chicken? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, he did, Tom used to do that on the big green egg, right? Uh, you could do it that way, but they, I think if it's the same, uh, same uh, thing that I uh-huh. was looking at, it's the one where you uh, you use brine and you le- let it brine on itself for you know, like 25 or even or 12 hours. And, I see. And that's I a, see. is this a whole chicken you're talking or? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a whole chicken, maybe four pounds, four and a half pounds. Okay, good. Yeah, definitely do that little uh, that thing I just dis- uh, explained to you. Okay, so you're by yourself and you're brining a whole chicken. So you are you are doing a lot of eating. I'm doing a lot of eating because I'm 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 uh, well. There's actually there's, there's plenty to do here, but no, I mean I, I think it's nice to cook a whole chicken and then I I'll make a stock out of it and uh, make risotto from that or, or something like that. But um, I don't have I don't have you know what would be great would be like I I saw this um Dragos was doing shipping their charbroiled oyster a kit a whole kit with uh. everything. I saw yeah, that just today. Boy, that would be great to have. Yeah, that, that that would be doing some work there. I hope they pay very good attention uh, attention to what they're doing. Where did you see that, Dan? Was it on nomenu.com? Yeah, it was online, so you, they, they <laughs> send you everything that you need for Drago's charboiled oysters, including the oysters. No, I'm saying that because we had a feature on nomenu.com today in one of the cubes, which is what they're calling them. Oh, then that's where I saw it. I saw oh. it on Okay. Yeah. It's uh it's kind of pricey. It's $86, but I mean if it's overnight shipping, that's, you know, that's that's not bad. But it's overnight shipping. Yeah. But so so Tom, which 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 Dragos do you feel like the best when you go for char-broiled? I'm sorry. What uh, In what In the good old which, days when you could go for char-grilled, which one of the Dragos did you prefer? Oh, a Dragos? Yeah, which Dragos? Oh, for goodness sake. I uh, there's really only two things. There's grilled and then there's grilled with extra garlic and all of that. You'll see it immediately. Okay, so yeah. the the answer is Severn. Severn. Oh, I see. The flagship, so the original. In the Hilton Hotel. No, I think the, the don't is, you think that the flagship has always been the better one, Tom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and hope that you don't have anything uh, coming from the, uh, the, the environment, let's say. Well, you know, the the uh, the new Dragos, have you, have you been since they redid it? No, I, I've been. Yeah, the the redo, the Metairie redo. Have you have you been there since they redid Metairie? No. You haven't been there since they redid Metairie. You haven't been in a long time. Then that's been years. No, I've yeah. Been five years. I think I've only been once actually. Oh no, kidding. Okay, well you should go out there. Well, I mean, I don't know a when you're coming back and b when we're gonna be able to do that again. But it's really different. Really, really? different. Oh, really different. Yeah. It's um. Wow. No, the menu's the same, but they have this enormous room that they added on, and they took that char-grilling uh, station and took the back out of it, and that's part. So it's like a, it's like a, a circle round that you can see the char-grilled oysters from there, yeah, all areas. There are two, actually, uh, uh, big, big, big grillers that you would, well, just you don't need to call the ers Anyway, and you can just put it right on there, and uh, and then the, the it, it's almost at show. I mean, you get the feeling that these guys are really in showbiz. 
yeah, uh, they, until they, they start giving them to you, and then you, uh, you know, you, you, all your attention will be taken away, and you will be eating garlic and oysters and uh, everything else you can get your hands it on. It kind of doesn't get better than that, does it, Tom? No, uh-uh. Char-grilled oysters, kind of the, mm-hmm. the, the, the thing. If you're going to be gone for a long time, Dan, are, do you miss char-grilled oysters when you go? Oh, yeah, a- absolutely. I, I, I miss a lot of things, actually, but the char-grilled oysters is one of the biggest things I miss. But I also miss um, a really good shrimp po' boy. Ah. Um, which is, I, to, for my money, the best po' boy you can buy is just a, a, a shrimp. Yeah, um, which one do you where? Where do you like it? What's your favorite poor boy place for a uh, shrimp poor boy? Well, the problem is, so, so I live in the, the French Quarter, so if I, it's kind of a schlep to get all the way over. But I like to go to Parkway because to me, the, the shrimp there are great. It's 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 enormous in terms of the amount of shrimp that you get in a poor boy there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bigger than one of my arms. Yeah, I was I was surprised that they were one of the first ones to to pack it in. They did like yeah. the very next day, and I, I think. Saw that. Yeah, and I think that was probably because they said they were concerned for the safety of their employees, but I kind of wonder if it's that everybody was kind of scared. You know, like I wonder if the employees, and, and which, that's kind of a really interesting question that I have. All these places are open, and I wonder how the employees feel about going to work. I mean, I, I, I would imagine that's been kind of a, a challenge for people. What, what I've seen of it... Uh, what, what I've seen of it makes everybody a little cautious. Yeah, I mean, it's like if you are an employer and you want to stay open because you need to stay open to stay in business and your employees are afraid to come to work, what then? Yeah, and, and, then, and then if they have families at home or, you know, they live with their grandmothers and they, they come home right. around 500 people uh, and then they don't know what's going to happen when they... Yeah, home. you know it's, it's it's really tough, but I think I think this is a good opportunity for people to, um, you know, to start getting into takeout, and for people to do some good cooking at home. Do good cooking at home. That sounds it. good to me. That's it. I mean, the, the first time I, I I had Tom's cooking, for example, uh, was when he made a he put it into little those mini oysters into a sort of a, a mini they were baked into like those mini muffin. Tinned, you know what I mean? He put them in, he covered them with garlic butter and breadcrumbs, and he just ran them under the broiler. Uh, Tom, as in Tom Fitzmorris? Tom, as in Tom Fitzmorris. Where did, where did you have oysters done by Tom Fitzmorris? At your birthday, of all places. <laughs> he had oysters there? He made them. You made oysters, Tom? I don't remember, but in one way, I've forgotten it. You made oysters for that? I didn't know that. He huh. did. They were great. <laughs> I don't even remember you doing oysters for that, but that was kind oh, of a busy awesome. day. I don't remember it day. at all. I don't. I, I honestly don't. Yeah. Just, well, know, it's too, too bad if we had all those oysters that I never did get around to making. The um, the the party menu was all of my favorite things, and uh, except Tom did make oysters. Now that you say it, yes, he did, because I remember him saying, "You know what? I'm going to go ahead and make oysters for me." So. Um, I, I wanted to do Commander's Palace garlic bread because that's my favorite thing at Commander's Palace, but I never did get around. I never did get around to doing it. That would have been good with the oysters. Oh well, 
Uh, I, so that, that is Tom's good recipe. He also has another good recipe if you wanted to try this one. For, do, do you, I guess you get oysters up there, huh? In where? Yeah, we can get oysters up here. Yeah, yeah it's just the same species even. <clears throat> They're okay. smaller, yeah. though. Yeah, I mean, like now, though. Can you get oysters now oh, under yeah. the circumstances? Oyster, you know, super, I've been to a supermarket, but I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, he's got this other recipe called Oysters au Poivre, which is oysters oh, I, in a cream sauce with peppercorns. I almost peppercorns. won a national competition with that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a good one. That is a good I, one. Wow. It, it, you're telling me. I, I couldn't believe it was happening. <laughs> we had two wow. guys from New Orleans, me and another guy. He came in first, and I came in second. Yeah. Oh, well. That's good enough. It's, you went all the way up there to do that. So that was in Maryland. So what else are you planning to cook in your uh, uh, self-sequestering? Well, let's see. So I, I have this really good pasta dish from Genoa that I like, which is oh. um, a mix of, you basically make a sauce of tuna, green beans, and potatoes. Hmm. And, Sounds wonderful. Um, you, you, but Tom has talked about this dish before, too, and I forget what it's called, but it's from northern Italy, from Genoa, and you cook it all together. It's sort of, um, it's sort of springy. I guess it is spring, although today it was like 18 degrees. Is it really? Oh, wow. Wow. well, it is still March. It's yeah. start, it's still March. Yeah. Back when I woke up, it, it said 25. Feels like 14. Wow. <laughs> okay. Gee. Well, it's um, a good thing you don't have a lot of this going on up y- there. Then. Yesterday we had a high of 83. Yeah. Oh man. And it's beautiful. How was that nice? It's beautiful and sunny. Uh, it's yeah. just the way we uh, do things. It's you beautiful know. and sunny. So, um, so Dan, have you actually had this dish in Genoa? Have you ever been to Zeffirino's in Genoa? No, I actually, I believe it or not, for all the time I've spent in Italy, I've never set foot in Genoa in my entire life. Well, if you do make it to Genoa, you cannot miss Zeffirino's. 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 Zeffirino's, it has the best fettuccine. Wait, wait, not fettuccine. That's not what I'm saying. It's pesto. Pesto. It's pesto. It's the best pesto I've ever seen. And even more, the best I've I've ever tasted. Supposed to be where they made it, where they started it, huh? I think that is where they came from, Genoa. Yeah. As in, as in the, uh, you know, the Irish, the Irish. No. The, um. Uh, the all the guys that uh, came from the middle of the ocean and needed to land somewhere. <laughs> the sailors, there you go. The sailors in Genoa. Okay, so you're going to try that. That's your next uh, plan. I, I'm going to I'm going to try that, but I also I, I was also delivered a, a chicken pot pie at the beginning with this oh. And to me, a chicken, a really good chicken pot pie is like a comfort. Food. It's hard to I beat. To. It's and, and hard I, to I beat. So quickly, I kind of want to make another one. Mm. And I like to. Oh, gosh. And what else is in it? Well, this was classic. This was all dark meat. I, I, I really like dark meat. Mm-hmm. I like thigh meat for a chicken pot pie. And mm-hmm. it was just, you know, carrots and peas and uh, pearl onions. And it was fantastic. That, I mean, it was, uh, it, again, like the lasagna, it went away. Well, you better be chopping wood at your, when you're not eating because uh, uh, that I sounds. Was all yesterday. Uh, okay. 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 Yeah, I'd say so. But anyway, it's uh, a chicken pot pie is hard to beat. Really hard yeah. to beat. Okay. So Marianne, I was going to ask Tom about um, because he mentioned um, on one of the other podcasts, he mentioned his mother's gumbo, the chicken gumbo. My mother's gumbo was pretty darn good. She made a seafood version of it as opposed to chicken andouille or something like that. 
and uh, she made it pretty thick. There was a lot of very substantial chunks of this and that inside. And she did it strictly from the point of view of New Orleans backstreet uh, jazz guys. I mean, it, it, all the all the uh, uh, things that you've always seen in articles about New Orleans. They, uh, they show you all of these unique uh, flavors coming at you, and there they are. And so, Tom, did you learn how to make the gumbo from her, or you just ate I, it and enjoyed it? I, uh, I guess I, I probably did, because I started to like uh, uh, the ones made by so the restaurants. Then I did the chicken uh, with the seafood in it, which would tend, tended to be shrimp and little pieces of chicken and... Uh, little bit of everything but it, it's one of the great ones but it's less common than the ones with the sausage and and the red sauces and all that for what that's worth not a lot yeah <clears throat> yeah so what yeah, else that was pretty hard to i mean it's, it's not hard to make but it's hard to get the rule correct isn't it uh so they say but that's a bunch of bunk you can you can forget <laughs> it get it the way you like it light it and then go yeah. It's it's hard to even think about gumbo because uh, we've judged a couple of gumbo cook-offs Ooh, in the last couple oh. of months. And it's been, we were we were in <laughs> a, gumbo a, a hotel. We were in a hotel and uh, we were judging gumbo, and it took us what about eight hours to do all of this? No, Tom. Af- one was, after it another. It seemed like eight hours. They, I, and I, it did seem like that guy was going to give me the free car, but that didn't work out. Oh yeah, and, yeah. <clears throat> And uh, and of course they let me have my usual all uh, Tom's make them laugh kind of uh, approach. Oh yes, uh, it was it was yeah. just wonderful when the when the poor unsuspecting MC went to the judge's table and asked what what they loved me. Nope, no. Nope, oh, that's nope. my <laughs> that's my classic. No, what that's he did that was I, uh, what uh, she asked how something was, and he broke into song, and just it's it was fun to watch her frozen face, not knowing what in the world to do with this. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just trying to give entertainment. And to you the know public. what? You'll not believe this, but she didn't come back and ask him anything else after that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so what, so what else are you cooking? I mean, it sounds like you have big plans. Well, I have big plans. I have, um, I'm on a, on a polenta kick, and I'm on a risotto kick, especially because uh, it's still cold here, and I'd love a polenta with a sort of stew. So I was going to make like a beef stew and serve it over polenta in the next, I don't know, few days. And this is all for myself, but all this lasts, you know, it all... <laughs> Sounds like you've got it under control. We're getting takeout. How's uh, how's how's uh, your showbiz lately? Well, it's it was good up until um up until about a week ago, and now it's not great. But I'm still practicing cello, and I'll be back on stage as soon as um the government allows us to assemble again. <laughs> ah, good. It yeah, so got... the season's been canceled, huh? Everything's been canceled. Every performance from here to Timbuktu, pretty much. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, well. So we're hoping. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be tomorrow, but we're hoping it's you know 
is this is this is this is this the LPO? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh gosh, yeah. what a hit. It's been canceled yeah. for the rest of the season. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. Poor Beethoven. This was a celebratory thing for his birthday, huh? You know, you're right. I was just thinking about that today because everyone was doing all the Beethoven 250th anniversary and suddenly it's all canceled yeah. all over the world. I know. Mm. It's, it's really too bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. But, uh, when we come back, we're going to have Tom on stage playing the violin with us. I can do it. Well, let's hope that... Let's hope that band lasts for a really long time. Oh, yeah. I'll I'll add that to my list. I'll add that. All right, Daniel. We're our we're our food is here, our takeout is here, and And we, our hearts are right here. Uh, and and it's good wishes. Tom, great to talk to you. It's my pleasure. It's always great to hear from you one way or the other. And uh, I figure if I came so close to being killed by a, uh, <laughs> a little house right in front of where you live. You uh, just never know where it's going. You just uh, never know. Just, oh, like the poor, a... just like the poor woman who thought Tom was going to talk and he broke into song. You just and never Brian, know. And for those who are wondering what's that all about, no, uh, Dan did not attempt to kill we're me. All, we're all but, wondering, always. Uh, we, uh, but we uh, always do, uh, do things coolly. All right, Dan, we're heading... We're heading out to our little table outside, our, our, our takeout from Hambone, a truly delicious oh, restaurant work. in Mandeville has arrived. So we're going to say goodbye and uh, thank you for talking to us. Enjoy all of your wonderful food. Sounds good. Thank you and bon appétit. You too. Bon appétit. Bye -bye. There he goes. Dan, uh well, he certainly sounds like he's got things under control and is perfectly contentious to hang out and cook. Yeah. Dan, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's not so good for you because this is really, really different for you who has spent just about every meal for as long as you can remember dining out somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's certainly th something on my mind. And it's, it's something that you have disdained for as long as I've known you, the idea of takeout. So uh, we just had a meal, and I thought it was pretty good. I mean... Uh, it was. Yeah, it was good. Uh, it was... You know, we're talking about a classic a Creole uh, food uh, dish uh, that uh, you almost never see in restaurants. But well, that wouldn't—that <clears throat> was barely recognizable. Yeah, well, you—you you had grits. It was very rich. That was good, I thought. And then there's a, all of the, the meats and the ingredients. Well, it was it was ponied pork, right? It was, was pon yeah, it was ponied pork under what looked like collards and other kinds of vegetables. It was not exactly what you would call a typical griots and grits. I thought it was good. No, it was it, it was delicious. It's very rarely seen. It's uh, an uh, unusual uh, program. No, it was uh, delicious. It was from Hambone. Yep. Uh, we we were talking to Dan when the food got delivered, and we had to <clears throat> we had to go. We took a break and are coming back to finish up the piece. But it was um, creamy, kind of cheese grits. Mm -hmm. It was griots and grits. It was a very unusual rendition, a very modern version. It was not particularly heavy. Did you think so? No, I, that's the, the whole uh, story to be said about it. it this is uh, one of the very few versions of grits and griots. Most of the time, 
neither the grits nor the griots are there that you in a way that you would like. Those were just terrific. I thought that the um, I thought that the I've never seen pork fried before. To me, when I think of griots, I think is it always is it always kind of pontade first? Never. I remember some years ago I was at a restaurant out in Bucktown, and uh, they were doing a Sunday brunch for some reason. And I, I looked it over and I said, this is the first time I've ever seen griots and grits because all of the elements are done in a way that they're supposed to. Well, I hate to say this because it's blasphemy to you, Tom, but to me, the best version of griots and grits that I've had in a long time can be found at The Chimes. Do you remember the griots and grits yeah, on brunch? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was really good. It, it was it was beef, though, wasn't it? Was it a beef? I've seen it both ways. Yeah. Well, this tonight was pork from Hambone, which is a delicious little restaurant down in Mandeville near the lakefront. And uh, besides the griots and grits, we had a nice salad. And it was served family style, which is how we're getting most things. They are not doing takeout individually, it seems like, or at least not the ones that we've seen. It was forty dollars for four people. Wow. Nice plate of food for four. I mean, for ten dollars a person. You think so? I thought so. Okay. For, I mean, that plate of food that you had was ten dollars, and I thought that was uh, I thought it was a good price. We have some left over. We have some left over. They also had their delicious biscuits, which are not really like biscuits. There. Yeah, those were unusual. They're they otherworldly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're fantastically good. But anyway, Tom, I I don't know how. I was really worried about you. Oh, don't be worried about. Don't when worry about me. That's the beginning of a good, really good song. I'll yeah. just leave it there. Okay, good. So, uh, I was really worried when this all started that you would be uh, traumatized by the fact that any restaurant meal you got would be eaten in a takeout fashion. But you seem to be adjusting to it pretty well. Well, it has a great help that the listeners have just come right out and said, boy, we miss you, and we're glad you're back for whatever it is that we're doing. And uh, I get a lot of that, and I'm not bragging or anything. It's a nice thing to have, and also uh, it's something that gives us the direction of the future. Well, you know, for, what, 45 years, 50 years almost, you have been sort of at the center of a community centered around food. And this is definitely uh, the focus of uh, a lot of what we do in New Orleans. And I think that when all of this started, everyone was sort of lost as to how this would play out. This is not what we know, but people seem to have adapted really well to it. Last night, Mary Lee was in a drive up for 15 cars just to get ordinary fish and and fries for a fish fry it was not it was not the fish fry the big fish fry that was featured in um nomenu.com yesterday on the feature uh the the top spot uh we tried to get some of that that was six different locations uh getting takeout of really gourmet restaurants doing their version of a fish fry for fifteen dollars. So when we finally called at like four o'clock, we were told that they had been sold out 
since 2.30 with pre-orders. Mm. So that went really, really well. Everybody was sold out, and we couldn't even touch that. We waited too long to, to even touch that. So mm. Mary Lee wound up going to pick up catfish and french fries in a more standardized fish fry on the North Shore, not far from here. And it was good. Did you like it? Oh, yeah. yeah it Nothing wrong with it. Nothing. But there were... There were 15 cars ahead of her in the drive-up. So I would say that people are adjusting rather nicely to this development and are definitely patronizing their favorite restaurants and adapting to the takeout mode rather well. Even you, Tom. Imagine that, a complete nothing, uh, finding this. Uh, I guess you can teach an old dog new tricks, huh? This, uh, this old uh, idea. That's coming over and checking a couple of things out, and we're going to tell them what, what it is and the same things that everybody else has been telling them. But then we'll be done, and uh, we'll be here for lots, lots more yeah, in well, the future. Well, there's lots more of everything to come, and things often change, and they change abruptly sometimes. But uh, I am very heartened by what we're seeing because we've been putting out this list every day and updating the list, and people go from being open to closing, and then people go from being closed to being open. And so we haven't talked to a lot of restaurateurs, but it looks like everyone is kind of holding their own because I think that people wouldn't be opening after they had previously been closed unless they saw good opportunities out there. So... I think there's definitely opportunity, and we'll come through this like we've come through everything else. Yeah, it's, it's not ever been easy. Nope. But uh, that's okay. It's uh, Here we are. and It's not ever been easy, but it can still be delicious yeah. if you open your mind to it. Even you, Tom, are really enjoying these takeout meals. Good for you. All right. That's it for us for now. We'll be back with another installment of The Times, as well as Remembrances from Tom's career on these podcasts on nomenu.com. We hope you're enjoying them. Me too. I'm glad I'm